Well, praise the Lord. Welcome to this beautiful yet quite chilly Friday morning here in Queen City, Texas. As we're gathered uh, for cross time with Pastor Curtis this Friday morning, as we do just about every Friday morning. And uh, I need to go ahead and mention that, as a matter of fact, that uh, uh, we've got three more Fridays to do in November. And we will use those Fridays to finish our Jude Bible study. And then in December, we will not be here. We'll be off the entire month of December. I won't be doing my Romans teaching on Monday or Thursday. I won't be doing this on Friday, but January the 3rd, put it on your calendar, we'll be back and we'll begin a whole new teaching that Friday morning on 1st and 2nd Timothy. And I'm looking forward to that. And uh, it's so relevant for today, which all of the Word of God is. So make sure you have those things down on your calendar that after November, we won't be here uh, on Friday mornings uh, in December at all. I'll be doing Monday night prayer, Wednesday night church service, and Sunday morning wor uh, worship service, period. I won't be doing anything extra and uh, because it's a very busy month and we'll be having just our luncheon and, and different things with the family and, and plus I need to uh, set aside some time, regroup and get ready for the new year. And uh, don't forget everything we do here at Crossway Church is uploaded to the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316 and the website thecrosswaychurch.com. There you can uh, avail yourself to everything we preach, everything we teach, and even the work Sunday morning worship services are uploaded to that YouTube channel in their entirety. Praise and worship the entire service. So I encourage you to go there and avail yourself to those teachings where you will hear the Word of God as the truth it is in its righteous context. And also, this is the weekend that Pastors Colton and Casey Hill are moving from Athens, Tennessee to Wichita Falls, Texas. And uh, we just, I'm, I'm encouraging that you this morning to pull out your cell phones and give toward their move. It takes a lot of money to move and start all over in another town where you don't know anybody pastoring a church. It takes a lot of money. And so I encourage you to take this number down, 903-231-5950. Again, that's 903-231-5950 and help them with their move and sow into that ministry. This is very special and precious to us who uh, have been brought back to the message of the cross, faith and grace, biblically. Uh, there are a lot of legitimate things that the church can be given to, but when you read the New Testament in your Bible, the main emphasis on giving was that, the main emphasis was on that of planning new churches. Not just planning new churches, but Paul planted new churches with leadership that preached the message he preached and taught. And he even right. said that. You, right. you take this which you've heard of me and you commit to other faithful men. So just planting churches is not legitimate. But planting churches with the message Paul preached is very biblical, very legitimate, and a place that's called good ground you can't go wrong sowing to. So I encourage you, please, I don't care if it's 5, 10, 15, whatever it is, give to that. They need your help. We all do. We've had the church planted for a year, and it takes us right now $800 to $1,000 a month 
for, for the things that are needed there. And that's not, nothing to do with Colton and Casey. That's just strictly the church building and its utility. So I encourage you to seek the Lord over that. I already know he'll have you donate. I already know. I just don't know how much. That's between you and the Lord. But he will have you donate because this is very biblical. And you can be a part of something that's biblical. Amen. Amen. Praise God for that. This is also the weekend beginning tonight that Brother Lauren Larson will be with us. 7 o'clock tonight. 10 o'clock in the morning for two hours of teaching. And then 6 o'clock tomorrow night. And then Sunday morning at 10 a.m., uh, we're located, if you're listening to me and you're anywhere in this area, we're located at Highway, uh, actually 610, Highway 59, right here in Queen City. Dollar stores right across the street, can't miss us, right on Highway 59. And Brother Larson has been uh, this year coming to see us every year, 14 years in a row. And we're excited to have him this year. We're praying that God would bless him uh, and bless us and just move mightily this weekend in the meetings to give us all that which we need for this time right now. And uh, we're just believing God for a mighty outpouring of his spirit, great instruction, direction, correction, whatever the Lord has for us. We, we always uh, believe these weekends are very special. Uh, because this man, God has used greatly to yes. uh, uh, get us to be able to see the gospel in its purest yes. and simplest form. And we're very thankful for him and the ministry he's given. The, the ministry God has given him and his entire family. Yes. And we're thankful for all of them. And so uh, be sure, if you can't be here, to tune in. Uh, you can watch us live on the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, my Pastor Curtis Facebook page, or there's a channel on the Roku. You can watch us, sermon.net, and just type in Crossway Church. Praise God. Well, uh, that's it for announcements today. Uh, thank God they're over, and let's get into the Word. And it is nice to be here in the studio this morning. And I know folks can't hardly come out on a Friday morning and be a part of a Bible study uh, because they work and, and they're busy. But thank God for the few who do drive to come out. And, and uh, the, those of you few who do uh, watch live on Friday mornings. And even the rest of you who are watching this whenever you're watching this. And so uh, let's dig in this morning. This is session 15 on November the 8th, 2019. And we're going to begin today in verse what we're going to, we're really going to work our way into uh, verse 17 but I want us to back up to verse 15 and, and kind of run into where we're going today uh, uh, verse 15 rather says uh, that Jesus when he comes the Lord's coming with uh, ten thousands of his saints Enoch prophesied that and he was all the way back from the seventh one in the lineage of Adam. So we're talking about many, many moons ago. It says in verse 15, to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. And we talked a little bit about that, so go back and, and, and listen to the previous teachings on that. But in verse 16, he says, these 
These are murmurers and complainers. Let me, let me stop right there before we dig into the scripture. Many times he, he uses the phrase, these. He's, Jude is writing to warn us as well as people in his day of certain men and women, whatever, just human beings that creep in among the church and have their own agenda. Mm-hmm. And, and and they turn God's grace into lasciviousness. That's they right. turn God's grace into something that it is not. Try to use it for something that yeah. it cannot do. Mm-hmm. And they're ungodly and the list goes on and on. You right. listen to the previous teachings. We covered every one of them. And and but he says here that he adds to the list uh, uh, describing them. So and listen, these these things that he describes, you and I need to be att- paying attention to. Not so we can go around and sledgehammer everybody with a sledgehammer and condemn anybody, but simply so we can have a better discernment among what's going on in our lives, what's going on in our churches. Because the church has a bad habit of any time anything is preached negative, they think that's talking about every other church but the one they're in. Let me tell you something. Everything that you hear preached and taught is happening in your church. There's always somebody lurking, somebody there. I'm talking about these true churches because the, the, the other churches that people don't creep in, the whole thing is a creeper ministry. I'm talking about churches that are preaching what Paul gave us to preach, a, a determination to know nothing but Christ and Him crucified, boasting only in the cross of Christ. Those are the places the devil mostly wants yeah. to creep into. Right. And, and he does it. He comes in. Yeah. through these men and women, these people, these, and, and he, br- he brings them in saying the same words we say, but their thoughts and results of what they're saying, the meaning of what they're saying is not what we mean. And it's kind of like the grace revolution today, which is only a satanic revolution because they say the right words in the beginning and then they begin to lure you into deception telling you that you don't have a sin nature, that you uh, don't need to repent anymore because you've been so forgiven and you have been so forgiven, but you still sin and the New Testament tells us to repent. That's right. So we stick with the Bible and not when they, they see what happens, they creep in among us. They get our hearts. Yeah. Yeah. They get our hearts. I've watched it in real life. I watched it several years ago uh, as a minister began to travel and turn the church over to another minister. But the guy traveling was still the head over the whole church. But in his absence, the one, the other preacher began to win the hearts of the people to such a degree that they said, we don't need the one who's over this anymore. We'll just take over. I mean, it happens. They creep in among us. And, what, and even though the message we preached back then for salvation, initial salvation was correct, but after that, there wasn't anything offered by them, by God, through them, uh, to help the people of God live for God because it was a false faith and a false everything when it comes to living for God, how you live for God. And so it was all like that. But then it really began to go way south. And that's when 20, 30 folk left the church because even though we were all wrong, we could see, whoa, that is very wrong. How many of you know, just because you notice something that's wrong don't mean that you still right. I mean, I remember leaving that church some 16, 17 years ago and saying, thank you, Lord, for getting me out of there. They are messed up. And he immediately spoke to me and said, you're as messed up as they are. 
Now that's something for the Lord to tell you, but I'm th just because you see something's wrong and you leave a place doesn't mean that you have not jumped out of the skillet right into another fire somewhere. Right, right. You got you can't just leave a church, leave this, or you've got to leave whatever you're leaving for the sake of coming back to truth. Amen. which is a man named Jesus Amen. and what he did at Calvary. Amen. I mean, I see people moving all the time, and they've done that all since church, the church yeah. has been the church. Yeah. But you listen, you've got to let the Holy Spirit move you uh -huh. from, yeah. where, from where you shouldn't be to where you should be. He's the only one that can plant you. God is pleased when he plants us yeah. in the church, and he won't plant you where the faith is not being preached and taught, right. and that's the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ right. that loved you and gave himself for you. That's the message of the cross. Mm -hmm. You need to know that. So he goes on here, and he begins to describe these that creep in among us even greater. And, 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 and he says these are murmurers, they're complainers. Mm -hmm. They're walking after their own lusts, yeah. and their mouth speaks great swelling words, mm -hmm. having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. Mm -hmm. Now, this is huge in the church. This this speaks huge of, of mm -hmm. partiality, of being a respecter of persons, that mm -hmm. we say what we do to get where we want to be. Instead of just trusting God and what he did in Christ at Calvary, and that's where our faith is, and we don't move it, and then God brings the promotion. God uproots us from places we're not hearing this truth and places we shouldn't be, and we've made excuses why we're there. Well, it's my great-grandmamas and grandmamas and mama's church. If, if I lay off, the, I, what do you think they think of me? I've been told that by people in our own community. Brother Curtis, I love your teaching, love your preaching, but if I left my church... And what she said, what this woman, the last one was telling me was, I'm not getting this there. But if I left there, my grandmother, my mother would, would just have a fit, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, they, they, they tell on themselves. They're speaking mm -hmm. the very judgment that will one day come to them mm -hmm. when they admitted right out in the open, I'm not getting the truth I need there, but I'm going to let my mama and my grandmama hold me there. See, that that's a great example of how, why the Bible and how the Bible speaks of the fear of man is a snare. Mm -hmm. The fear yeah. of man, the value of what men think that will eliminate me if I stay bound in that trap, if I don't reach for the truth and go where the truth is being ministered and allow God to plant me there, I will stay trapped and I may make it to heaven, but I also will have forfeited so many rewards that are eternal. When you get there, the laying up treasures is over. This is where you lay up treasure. This is where you, you have rewards. We don't work for salvation, but once we're saved, we work. And Jesus taught you can lay up treasures for yourself in heaven. Hallelujah. And listen, you can't lay up treasures for yourself when you're in a ministry that's preaching Jesus is the Father and Jesus is the Holy Spirit and you're not saved until you speak in tongues. And all these false things, and I speak to that particular because that's where this woman goes that's more concerned about her mom and her grandmama being offended than she is the Lord being offended because she won't accept the truth and allow him to be pleased in the planting of where she needs to be planted. See, when the Lord plants you, everybody needs to hear this. Somebody specifically needs to hear this this morning. When the Lord plants you, 
where it pleases him to plant you, you begin to flourish in the things of God. You begin to flourish in the courts of your God. Psalm 92, read that, verses 12 through 14 in there. They that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of their God. And if you're not planted where God plants you to be able to function in the body, to be a functional part of the body, and just because you're doing something in some place doesn't mean God planted you there. If you're not planted where God intends you to be planted, you cannot flourish in the court of your God. You can call it what you want, but until God plants you, and he won't plant you where you can't grow. But you can't grow if you're not hearing the message of the cross. You cannot grow if you're not hearing the message of the cross. Because and you need to go back and listen to the last three messages I've preached uh, entitled Christian Transition. And I'll just bring a little part of it in. This morning, we cannot go from faith to faith. That's called growth. That's called maturity. We cannot go from faith to faith unless the righteousness of God is being revealed in the gospel. Mm-hmm. And the righteousness of God is only revealed in the gospel. That's right. And if we're not hearing the gospel, and I'm not talking about the same old story of the the physical events that took place on Calvary. I'm speaking of preaching from Genesis through the entirety of God's Word all the way through to Revelation in its righteous context, which is in the context of Jesus and what He did at Calvary. Because it's all about Him and the provisions God would give us through what He did at Calvary. Mm -hmm. Amen, Brother Curtis. Hallelujah. I mean, people hear us talking about the cross. A lady just recently who goes to a cross-preaching church close to us, I made the comment about the message of the cross, and she said, Brother Curtis, what do you mean by the message of the cross? Well, that lets me know, obviously, she's either not hearing it, because it's she's not hearing it, whether it's not being ministered, I don't know, or whether it's being ministered or she just don't understand it. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, I believe it's more so that it's not being ministered. Mm-hmm. Because when you come literally to a place that's focused on the gospel, yeah. you're going to begin to know what that means. Mm-hmm. The preaching of the cross, the message of the cross, Christ and Him crucified. You're going to begin to see that the Word of God has to be dipped in the blood every time we get together or yeah. it doesn't have a righteous context and we cannot go from faith to faith. Now that's just your golden nugget. Go back and listen to all three of those messages and we'll continue them next Wednesday night. But here we see that we get a description of these people. Let's read it again. They're murmurs. Mm-hmm. That don't mean that we don't murmur. Right. Every Christian murmurs right. sometimes. Yeah, we do. Every Christian complains yeah. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Every Christian walks after their own lust. We all have done that. Mm-hmm. I'll say it a little more uh, <coughs> intensely this morning. We all do that sometimes. Got quiet up in here then. Ha, ha, ha. We all do that sometimes. We chase after those things we're lusting after. I don't care. We, we say the word lust. Yeah. We instantly think about uh, uh, yeah. sexual actions. But lust, man, the list for lust is massive. Yes, yes. 
I could be lusting after money and just spend most of my time working. And we, we think that the cares of this world, which is one of the things that distracts us and, and carries us off by the lust of our own flesh, that we think the cares of this world, the cares of this life, is just alcohol and drugs and, 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 and adultery. No, listen, the cares of this life is be over, being overwhelmed in work. Just overwhelmed in work. Yeah. Because at the end of your life, yeah. my friend, you're going to look back and say, my Lord, I wasted it. Yes. Working is good. Provision for your family is good. Mm -hmm. But to spend all your time at work yeah. or doing what you want to do. Uh -huh. There are people, man, there are people that miss more church than they're at church. That's right. And it's all based on their working yeah. or their leisure. They're mm -hmm. that what they want to do. Mm -hmm. Amen. I don't, Brother Curtis. Oh, yeah. I, I, you talking about me, Brother Curtis? Is the Lord dealing with you? Yeah. When will we come back to the place where we stop getting mad at the preacher and say, "Lord, is that me?" Mm -hmm. Help us, Lord. I mean, when's the last time you were convicted by the Holy Spirit? Because we don't go from faith to faith, also, unless we're being convicted by the Holy Spirit. That's right. Amen. Going to church, I bet most of Christianity, they just go to church on Sunday and Wednesday and say, okay, God, I've done my part. Yes. I'm sorry, but I'm just being real this morning. Yeah. That ain't much of a function. It's a blessing for us to see each other when we get together. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. But what's your functionality in the body of Christ? Are you involved more now in what God is doing in your life and wants to do through your life than you ever have been? Because that's what should be increasing. Not all these other things. Mm -hmm. What should be increasing is what God is doing in me. Yeah. And whatever He's doing in me is going to be revealed through me for others to be able to see and partake of. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. These are murmurs, complainers, walking after their own lust, and their mouth speaks great swelling words having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. Through the years, people have come in, and you, need to, you and I need to learn how to uh, take and deal with when men praise us, when people come up and praise us. You know, people tell me that's the best message I've ever heard anybody preach in my life. I always say, well, thank you and praise God. Thank you and praise God. Because I'm aware of that I can't preach anything that's right unless it's the Holy Spirit doing it. That's correct. And I can't do anything that's right unless it's the Holy Spirit working in me and through me in the eyes of God. Now, I mean, years ago, a woman approached me, and, and she, boy, she was always doing this. Oh, you're just like the mighty King David. When I watch you preach, I just picture you dressed in all that armor and going out and slaying giants. And, boy, and you know, people will flatter you, man. They will flatter you, and they're after something. They're not all after something, but I'm telling you, a lot of times, they're after something. And I just always say, praise God and thank you and praise God. You know, thank you and praise God. And keep going because there's a temptation there when people begin to praise us all the time. Yeah. There's a greater temptation the greater the platform that we have. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's right. I mean, there's always that temptation there. Uh, so uh, we have to be careful of these that speak great swelling words because they have men's person in admiration because of advantage. Mm -hmm. And let me just be honest this morning, when most of the when most of the time this is happening, 
We don't know what we're doing. We're, we're deceived. We're deceitfully walking after the lust of our own flesh. I'm not going to get up and say, hey, I'm being deceived. I'm walking after the lust of my flesh and, and because I don't know that I am. No. But I am after something. And it may even be something that might be what I should be after. But if I'm going about it the wrong way, if I'm trying to climb to what I call the top, through any other way than just simple faith in Christ and what He's accomplished for me at Calvary so the Holy Spirit can not only place me, but if promotion needs to come, it will come by Him and not me tearing you down. Mm -hmm. and, and, and again, we don't know we're doing that when we're doing that, when we carry on these conversations about other people and, and, and we, don't, we don't really have the mindset right here that we're, we're putting them down so that people will put us up a little higher, but that can happen. It, it has happened. We, we've been deceived. I've deceived my own self. The devil's deceived me. Preachers have deceived me. Listen, deception is massive today. It's not just the devil. It's not just false ministries. It's me, my own self. James wrote, if I'm hearing the word but not doing the word, and he doesn't bring the devil or the preacher in, he, he puts it all on me. I'm deceiving my own self. I'm my biggest problem today. <laughs> we need to know that. Mm -hmm. And I, I think we can say that yeah. uh, in, in an easier way than we can actually br bring ourselves to believe it. Uh -huh. uh, but, well, we'll admit it. Well, I'm my biggest problem today. It sounds good. And, yeah. and I kind of know that's right. But the yeah. reality of that is much deeper than we ever will realize. I think that I am my biggest problem. Yeah. And so I just need to be trusting the Lord. Yeah, but, Lord. but he goes on to say in verse 17, But beloved... And notice he says that again in verse 20. We'll skip there. We'll go back and cover this. But he says the same thing again in verse 20. But you, beloved. Mm -hmm. he, keeps, he keeps talking to the beloved. Mm -hmm. We're the beloved. We're the ones that the Lord is trying to reach through you. Mm -hmm. Those who are in this uh, uh, this this situation where those uh, have been allowed to creep in. Wake up. Notice what's going on in the midst. Not for the sake of condemning people. Not for the sake of kicking people to the curb. But just simply to have discernment. To be aware. Mm -hmm. So that when, when the deception comes in, when the things of the flesh come in, we can be aware. If we're not aware, we won't know what to say. We won't know when to say what to say. Uh, because the things of God aren't just mystical and magical. That God has given us the Word of God so that we can have light to be aware of what's going on in a very dark world when that darkness tries to penetrate the church. Mm -hmm. Amen. We've got the light of God's word. We've got the light of Christ, and, and but we have to we have to accept God's word. We have to accept the book of Jude specifically because that's where we are today. Realizing greater than ever before, there's a darkness that's infiltrated the church, and that darkness right. will try to snuff the light out. Exactly. Yeah. And the letter of Jude is for us to wake up, mm -hmm. realize that Jesus is the light. He dwells within us by His Spirit, and now He's called us the light. And we have the responsibility of sharing that which is right and true when things creep in among us that are not right. Because everything that creeps in among us that's wrong 
is darkness. Right. It's ignorance. Yeah. It's de- and it causes yeah. deception. And, yeah. and, 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 and listen, again, let me say it. We On judgment day, at the judgment seat of Christ, we're not going to be able to point to anybody else and blame anybody else. Neither will they at the great white throne judgment because we were never roped around the neck and dragged away into anything. We always went willingly. We always went after the lust of our own flesh, following after that which was wrong. They will answer for what they've done, but it will be our fault every time we go astray. That's right. Amen. Because it's up to us as to what we obey. That's why the Apostle Paul would say to the Galatian church, Who has bewitched you? Why are you no longer obeying the truth? Mm-hmm. See, it's, it's up to us what we're going to obey. Are we going to keep walking in obedience right. to the truth yes. that we began to obey the mm-hmm. moment we accepted for ourselves right. personally what Christ did for us at Calvary? We took that personal. We made him our Savior because he offered himself as our Savior mm-hmm. through what he did at Calvary. We made that personal through our faith in him. Mm-hmm. And God saw that as obedience mm-hmm. to the faith Mm-hmm. Because that's the very reason we were given grace. It's what mm-hmm. Paul wrote early on in the church to Rome that we've received grace. He said an apostleship for obedience to the faith. Mm-hmm. But we have to be awake. We have to, uh, and most of the church, I'm not being ugly, but most of the church is sleeping, slumbering. Because if we're carried away from the message of the cross, from an object of our faith being that in the work of Christ at Calvary, we go blind again, Peter wrote in Second mm-hmm. Peter 1.9. Yeah. We, we go blind again. We fall from grace. We move away from that which is yeah. right, that which is light. Mm-hmm. See, light removes darkness, mm-hmm. and light is equated with knowledge that mm-hmm. removes ignorance. Yeah. Right. And we no longer need to be ignorant of the mm-hmm. enemy and his schemes, or when those right. creep in among us, we need to, again, not for the sake of booting them out and being ugly and obnoxious, but when they creep in among us with that which is false, we may not recognize it at first because they just come in speaking like us, but when they begin to change, when, when things begin to happen, we, we need to be able to recognize that and say, this is what's right. The mm-hmm. focus is Christ and Him crucified. Mm-hmm. But here, here's something I need to say this morning, that the message of the cross, when it is being preached, it doesn't mean men and women aren't going to try to creep in and mess that up, but it mean, I believe this with all my heart. When this is the message in the church, in the local church, that when that spirit comes in, that spirit of Jezebel, that spirit that wants to turn something, God's grace, into something that it's not, those spirits that drive those people are going to recognize they're not going to have much ground here because there is a mighty great authority in the preaching of the message of the cross because it is the power of God and there ain't a devil that can stand against the power of God. It doesn't mean they won't come in among us. It doesn't mean that we won't be tried and tested. But it does mean that they're going to have no place to stand because when we're preaching the cross, the only standing room is the grace of God. That's right. And, and, and the, only, the only access to that grace is through faith in this, this message of the cross. The only avenue through which we remain standing in this liberty wherewith Christ made us free, it's called grace, is through the message of the cross. 
And we need to stand our ground. Even if those uh, who, who, who start wavering and moving away, that can happen to any of us. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. We can start wavering and moving away. Don't think that anybody That's is right. outside of moving away. Don't no, Listen, you better watch it. Yeah. If you Listen, you better watch it. We we can all I can be moved away if my if the lust of my flesh if I don't fight to remain if I don't fight to keep my faith in the sacrifice I can be moved away and anybody that's just following Brother Curtis they're going to be moved away with me they're never going to be able to blame me because it was the lust of their flesh that was lusting after whatever my flesh was lusting lusting after that carried me away from the truth. So you better be careful yes. not to have a, a, a man's persons That's right. That's right. that you're after, that you're trying to yeah. go at. You better just trust in the Lord. Yes. Yes. Easier said than done, but it can be done. It's done simply by faith in Christ and what he accomplished at Calvary. But, but he says in verse 17, But beloved... Remember you the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, let's stop there and just think about that for a moment. Because this is coming from the half-brother of Jesus, Jude, who never received Christ, never accepted Christ, the whole life of Christ on this earth. Uh, none of his brothers did. They all rejected him, didn't want anything to do with him, didn't really believe he was the Messiah, and we don't need to think of ourselves so high and mighty and high-minded. Well, if it would have been me, I would have accepted him. No, the only reason we can say that today is because we have the Spirit of God. <laughs> Listen, if you're living with somebody who's perfect and you're not, you're going to be convicted all your life. You, you, the, the, the brother that never commits a sin, the brother that's always pleasing to mom and dad, the brother that does every jot and tittle of the law like it should be done, you're going to get jealous over that. Look, folk today don't even want to be around a preacher, <laughs> much less live in a house with someone who is perfect because they ain't no preacher perfect, but they don't even want to be around. Today, people don't even want to be around a preacher. They change their whole personality when the preacher comes into the group of people. Oh, here comes the preacher. Y'all watch what you're saying. But think about this. Jude, this is very special to me, that Jude's writing this to the family of God, the people of God that he now is. Mm -hmm. And I think he constantly remembered that he never accepted his brother as yeah. the Messiah when he was on the earth, mm -hmm. but he now does. Yeah. And, he, and, and he also gives honor to those who did accept him when he was on the earth, the apostles who he gave the word to, who he had walking with him, showing him all the ministry that he would perform in his very life here on the earth. And, he, and Jude here in verse 17 says, Remember you, remember the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. See, Jude never talks about himself being related to Christ except Jesus being his Lord and, he, and, and himself being a servant. Mm -hmm. Amen? That's pretty... Look at verse 1. Mm -hmm. He starts this letter out by mm -hmm. Jude. Mm -hmm. I was raised with Jesus in the same house. 
We got the same mama. No, he didn't. He said, Jude, listen who I am. Folks. Jude, I'm a servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James. He didn't even say brother to Jesus. Listen, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not in the heart of, of Jude. I wasn't there, but I, I feel like the reason that he didn't say he was a brother to Jesus is maybe possibly he just did, couldn't bring himself, couldn't find himself worthy enough to write that when he, when he, because he rejected him the whole time he could have accepted him because other people did accept him. But also he might not have wrote it because... He knew that Jesus really had a divine Father in heaven. That he didn't have the same Father as, as he did. So, and there's a lot more that could be said about this, but the point I'm trying to make here this morning in this particular portion of Scripture is that Jude, he says, you need to remember what he gave the apostles. Look at verse 17 again. But beloved, you need to remember the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. He's given them honor. I didn't walk with him. I didn't trust in him while he was here. He didn't say all that, but we know he didn't. Right. The Bible says they, none of his brothers accepted him mm -hmm. while he was here. Mm -hmm. Right. But Jude's giving honor now to those who did. And the words which were spoken of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, he recognizes that they were taught of Jesus. Oh, don't you know how heartbreaking that yeah. must have been for Jude? Yeah. Man, I, I grew up with him. I had him right there in the house yeah. with me. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like, sort of like today. We, we're sitting in, 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 in churches where the message of the cross is being preached or we travel, we visit some church and we're looking for something but we don't really know what it is we're looking for. We hear the message of the cross but we don't stay there. We turn the radio on, we hear the message of the cross, maybe Sun Life Radio, but we don't stay there. We change it. We turn the TV on and there's SBN, Sun Life Broadcasting Network. We're hearing the message of the cross and we don't stay there. We keep looking and sometimes we've been so hurt, deceived and there's so much fear in our heart. We've been distracted so bad or maybe we've never known mm -hmm. that the way we're looking for a victory is simply through faith in Christ and what he did at Calvary where all our victory flows from. And, 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 and one day when we finally hear the truth, we finally accept the truth, we're like, wow. And we remember back, you know, I remember turning the radio on to that channel in, in 2002 and turning it off when I heard, why are the world they talking about the cross? We're, we're beyond that. Yeah, we're spirit-filled. Yeah. Man, that was so long ago. Yeah, yeah. And, and, but you know what? When you wake up one day to yeah. the righteousness of God's Word, to the truth of God's yeah. Word, that it's all about Christ and what He did at Calvary. Every jot and tittle That's in the right. Word is about Him. Yeah. He said it. And if we're going to live with Him, walk with Him, it's the only object of faith we can have. And when we realize that one day, I believe with all my heart, God reminds us 
of when he offered it to us. Mm -hmm. I remember turning that radio off in the car. Mm -hmm. Then I remember later turning that radio off in the warehouse. And listen, every time we turn the reality of God's presence off where he's trying to minister the uh -huh. truth to us yeah. and we reject it, when we finally get it, uh -huh. when we finally get get it or it gets us one day, yeah. then we re we're reminded mm -hmm. of when we rejected it. Mm -hmm. That happens to all of us, and yeah. I believe that it happened to Jude too. Mm -hmm. But you know what? He didn't sit around and, and, and just kill himself and condemn himself over it. He began where he was, and yeah. he began, yeah. listen, what you need to do, you need to do it, beloved. You need to remember the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. It's the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. They were spoken of the apostles, but he says of our Lord Jesus Christ. That means they just didn't come up with good things to say. The words the apostles spoke were words they received from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. See, that's very, very, that's very needful for us to know today. If it's not the words Jesus taught, and he is the living word of God, and the entirety of God's word, the whole Bible, is the word of God, and that's why it has to be in the context of the living word. That's right. Jesus said that. Search the scriptures in them. You think you have life, mm -hmm. but they are which they are they which testify of me. Yeah. And he said, but you won't come to me. The scriptures cannot have anything to do with us if we don't come to Christ, That's accept right. Christ, maintain our faith mm -hmm. in Christ and his work at Calvary. It's the only way in these last days God speaks to us by his son. Mm -hmm. Let's look at that for a moment. Let's take a side note here. Let's chase a rabbit. It's okay if we chase a rabbit down this trail. And look at Hebrews chapter 1. I'm going to give you something good this morning. I pray the Lord give it to us all deeper and more meaningful than ever before. Amen. In Hebrews 1, the Bible says, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spoke in time past unto the fathers, that means the fathers of Israel, mm -hmm. by the prophets. Uh -huh. Verse 2, has in these last days spoken unto us by his Son. Amen. Listen, listen, by his Son. If, if God is speaking to us today, it's by his Son. Amen. That's what Jude wrote, isn't it? That, come on, beloved, wake up now. Notice those who are creeping in among you. But what, as you notice those who are creeping in among you, the only way you're going to be able to deal with it is if you remember the words spoken to the apostles, the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. Think about that. Now, if God in these last days is speaking to us by His Son, uh -huh. we, we, we need, well, well, okay, well, that can bring, well, okay, well, uh, what do we do with that? I'm glad you asked this morning. Let's flip over a few chapters to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 24. Here we have the very uh, uh, manifestation or the illumination of what it means for God, how God speaks to us by His Son. In Hebrews 12, 24, the Bible says, And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, Amen. stop right there, hold everything, Amen. hold it, 
Jesus is the mediator of the new covenant. He's the go-through from God to men, not just to get us in the kingdom, into Christ, into the plan of God, the family of God, but He is the one who must be the mediator of all things that come to us from God, and they all come to us from God as our faith is in Him. And we're hearing Him. Because God speaks to us by His Son in these last days. but So anything God is doing to man, for man, in man, through man, by man, has, He's doing it through Christ. Yes, amen. And He's doing it yep. in the lives of those who are hearing what God is saying by His Son. Yes. So the, the mediation of Christ... Knowing that everything that happens in our life takes place by our faith in who Christ is and what He did at Calvary because God don't just do things. He does everything He does through Christ. Only through Christ. And the point of reference that God gives us, we call it the object of faith because it is, is the death of Jesus. All grace comes through that. Faith in that death of Jesus. That's the gospel. It's the message of the cross. So we need to always remember that Jesus is the mediator. When we say that word, we instantly go to the blessings. But we must uh, stop and look at that. The blessings take place because of faith and grace. Without faith in God, without us trusting in God through the one he's speaking by, the Bible says, listen, if we're double-minded, if we're unstable, we can't expect, no man can expect to receive anything of the Lord. James wrote that. But when we know Christ and what he did at Calvary is the avenue of all God's mediation to us through Christ, we can begin then and then only to walk in the place where grace is legitimate. So we, let me, let's stay here for a minute. Now, I didn't have this plan. This is just the Lord ministering to me and through me, hopefully, this morning, that mediation, when we hear the word mediation, we think of all the benefits, uh, 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 you know, uh, all the things that God has for our lives and the blessings. And, uh, you know, we hear it talked about there's a home in the cross, there's a family in the cross. We, what we mean by that is everything God has for you specifically comes by grace through your faith in Christ and what He did at Calvary. So the first thing we need to know about Christ being the mediator of the new covenant, he is that, but that takes place through our faith in him and what he did at Calvary. You can't just go from the word mediator to the blessings. You've got to go, okay, he's the mediator, so what is my part to experience what he's trying to mediate to me, what he's trying to give me from God? And it all starts with God speaking to us by his son. Let me say it again. It all begins with God speaking to us by his son. God don't skip the speaking to us to go right into the blessings. God speaks to us by His Son. When we hear His Son, the Spirit of His Son begins with the Gospel. And somebody said, Amen. When we accept what the the Father is saying through the Son, 
that the Holy Spirit is offering us, when we agree with that, that the, the answer for all things is Christ and what He did at Calvary, we're, we're brought into the plan of God. We're immersed into Christ, His body, by being immersed into His death. And we begin our walk of Christ mediating all things because of what He did for us at Calvary. But it all takes place because we continue to hear the Son that God is speaking through to get to us. Right. Right. So and remember what we read in Hebrews 11 too. In these last days, God is speaking to us by His Son. Amen. So, and here, that's what brought us to Hebrews 12, 24, to see it in a little uh, brighter light, if you will, this morning. And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling, that means purification, the blood that purified us, that speaks better things than that of Abel. Uh -huh. yeah. It's the blood that God is using to speak through by His Son. That's right. The message of the cross, the Bible tells us in the book of Romans that G the death of Jesus was the declaration of God's righteousness. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is about to get good. I feel it this morning. Mm. The, the message of the cross, Christ dying for us was God declaring His righteousness. Yes. And in the Bible, we see in Proverbs chapter 8, verse 8, that all the words of God's mouth are in righteousness. Mm -hmm. And that God's righteousness is only revealed in the gospel. Yes. And it's the truth that shows God's righteousness. Mm -hmm. Proverbs 12, 17. He that speaks truth shows forth God's righteousness. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. But a false witness deceived. See, here we are now back yep. to what's happening in the book of Jude. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. He that speaks truth shows forth righteousness. Mm -hmm. Where did God show forth His righteousness? Mm -hmm. Where did God declare His righteousness from? The cross. Oh, yeah. Through the death of Jesus, the humble, obedient act of Jesus Christ. Now, now, let's don't run off from this too quickly. God speaks to us in these last days by His Son. Yes, He does. And Hebrews 12, 24 describes that. Jesus being the mediator of the new covenant, and that's what God's speaking today, what pertains to the new covenant. He's speaking that which pertains to the new covenant because Jesus is the new covenant. Yes, he is. Mm -hmm. And he tells his disciples at the Last Supper, mm -hmm. this is the blood, mm -hmm. with, this is the new covenant which is in my blood. Mm -hmm. So Jesus is the new covenant. Mm -hmm. And if everything God is speaking, he's speaking by his son who is the new covenant. Means and the new covenant is in His blood. Means everything that you actually truly hear God speaking to you will be the truth of who Jesus is and what He did at Calvary. And my Lord, when you're walking in that place, the blessings, Hallelujah! Doesn't mean you won't be tried. Doesn't mean you won't be tested. Doesn't mean you can't go astray. Right, right. But you're going to know the truth, and the truth is going to make you free. And the truth is going to keep revealing to you that path of liberty, which is the path of righteousness. Yes. Glory to God. Amen. Man, this is better than I thought it was going to be this morning. Hallelujah. The Lord's so good to us. But it's, look, in verse 24 of Hebrews 12 says, It's the blood of Jesus that's speaking better things than that of Abel. 
Now, we can teach on that, but we're not here to do that. Uh, a, a long period of time, the blood of Abel spoke certain things, and the blood of Jesus speaks better things. Because it's the blood of Jesus that speaks. Again, Romans chapter 5, I believe it is, chapter 3, rather, tells us that, let's look at it, man, quit guessing, you got a Bible right there in front of you. <laughs> Hebrews 3, I believe it is, 25, watch this. Let's back up to verse 24. He, uh, Romans 3 and 24, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption of that is in Christ Jesus, whom God, now here it comes, watch this now, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith mm -hmm. in His blood to declare mm -hmm. His righteousness mm -hmm. for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. Now, we're not done. God's not done. Verse 26, to declare, I say, Paul, Paul is saying, listen, this is where it's declared. Can you hear his call? Can you hear God's declaration? Paul says, to declare, I say, at this time, his righteousness, mm -hmm. that he might be just and the justifier of him which believes in Jesus. Not him which tries to be self-righteous and do some work himself and get in himself because it's an impossibility. Mm -hmm. But he that trusts in what Christ did at Calvary mm -hmm. and God through that declared righteousness. Hallelujah. Woo! Amen. I said every message must be dipped in the blood. We're in a reformation that God started, kicked the door in. I say uh, kicked the door open for us uh, 22 years ago uh, as God began to give Brother James, Jimmy James Swagger, down in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. He gave man, began to minister to him just like he did Martin Luther, just like he did uh, John Hoos and Wycliffe and all those. And God began to minister and, yeah. and illuminate his word by his spirit, speaking by Christ, mm -hmm. the mediator of the new covenant. Hallelujah. Amen. He ain't mediating the old covenant. Right. He's mediating the new covenant. He does it as we hear Christ by the Spirit of God, Amen. and ultimately we're here in the Father. Mm -hmm. Because right. the, God says He right. speaks right. to us by His Son in these right. last days, right. but He speaks to us through the blood of His yeah. Son. Amen. First time you ever really truly heard God mm -hmm. was when He was offering you the gospel. Yes. True. Because that's what God offers. That's, exactly right. that's the first time you will ever hear God in your lost life. It's when you hear the gospel and accept it. That was God you were hearing talking to you by His Son through what His Son did through the Holy Spirit ministering to you through somebody. Powerful, isn't it? Amen. My goodness. Yes. So there's a lot that can be said about that, but I wanted to go there this morning because of where we are here in the book of Jude. Remember you the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. And again, let me say it. It wasn't just the words of the apostles. It was the uh, word of the apostles they received from Christ. Yes, amen. Again, who is the living word of God, the Son of God, the Son of Man, the only one who's come from heaven to save a lost world. Hallelujah. That's right. Nobody else came to do it. Nobody else 
could come to do right. it. Only the Son of God. God as the Son of God could do that for us. Yes. And He yes. did that. And he, what He spoke and what He did are of utmost importance for yes. us to read and study yes. and know about. But at the same time, all of the Word of God mm -hmm. came about through Jesus Christ. That's right. That's right. Amen. The finger of God that wrote the law mm -hmm. on the stone yeah. was the finger of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. yeah. The finger of God that showed up in the book of Daniel and wrote on the wall. Mm -hmm. Listen, the first time the finger of God showed up and wrote on stones, it was the law. Keep the law. These are the commandments you must keep. Mm -hmm. The second time God's finger showed up in the book of Daniel and wrote on the wall for those for those kings there who'd stolen the things out of the house of God and began to use it for their own lustful purposes. Oh, back to Jude, using the things of God for their own lustful purposes. The finger of God, they were getting drunk using all the, the, the Tupperware from God, from God's, all the utensils from, the, from God's temple. And they were getting drunk and the finger of God showed up again and brought judgment yeah. to those. Who were using God's way and corrupting God's way. But thanks be to God, that ain't the last time the finger of God yeah, showed up. Hallelujah. The finger of God yeah. showed up again as they brought an adulteress to Jesus, uh, trying to condemn her and have her stoned for her sin, of which we all have sin in our lives. Yeah. And Jesus squatted down on the ground, and with that finger of Almighty God that He is, hallelujah, began to write on that ground. And I don't know what He wrote, and neither does any other man, but I know he told that woman when when he dealt with those that were trying to condemn them and told whoever has whoever's without sin let them cast the first stone well they had to get up and get out of town because they were always sin and I'm telling you he asked her where's those that condemn you and she said they're gone he said well I'm not going to condemn you either I'm not here to condemn you. I'm here to save you. Go your way and sin no more. And let me tell you something. The finger of God is still writing today, but now it's writing not on tables of stone, not on laws condemning, not on the wall condemning people, and not in the dirt with the finger of Jesus. But let me tell you, it's writing the very Word of God in its righteous context on the hearts of God's people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Mm. My goodness. I'm glad God's writing on my heart this morning. I'm glad He's writing His Word in my heart. He's the one writing His Word. If it, listen, this is how we know God is writing His Word in our heart. He's writing it in our hearts as we understand it in its righteous context. As, as we look to Christ and what He did for us at Calvary and we allow the Holy Spirit to guide us into more of that truth. Hallelujah. Liberating us. Giving us all of the grace we need to function daily, to run this race, to be functioning in the will of God as we should be daily. Hallelujah. It's all because of what Jesus did and our trust in that. And then the Holy Spirit begins to engraft the very Word of God in our hearts. That's powerful. That is very powerful. So Jude says, but beloved, you remember now he's talking about these murmurers and complainers and people who are they've crept in among uh -huh. us and they're walking after the lust of their own flesh but he says but you beloved yeah. mm -hmm. 
I'm writing this so you, beloved, can, can recognize what's going on around. So you, beloved, can remember in the midst of all this horrible stuff that's going on. And we need to hear this this morning. Because, man, this nation of America and all the world, but we live in America, so we'll mention it this morning. We need to be praying for all the nations in the world. But we live in America, and America's been used by God greatly, and there's so much mess in the church of America that we need to wake up and realize yes. what's going on and we need yes. to remember where we need to go yes, yes, to the yes. word of the Lord in the person in the context of Jesus Christ mm -hmm. and what he accomplished for us at Calvary. Yes, he yes. says, but beloved, remember you the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that really means by the apostles yes. Of our Lord Jesus yes. Christ. All you and I can do is repeat what we have heard. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And listen, if we speak truth, yes. we heard that from the Holy Spirit, yes. and righteousness is shown. Yes. Remember Proverbs yes. 12 17. Yes. He that speaks truth shows forth the righteousness of God. Amen. But a false witness deceit. Mm -hmm. Let us hear from the Holy Spirit. And when we do, it'll be truth that He speaks because that's the only thing He can guide us in is to all truth. And truth is a man named Jesus and what He did at Calvary for us. We can't ever leave it. We can't ever leave it. We can't go from faith to faith unless the righteousness of God's being revealed to us in the gospel. Praise God. I feel the presence of the Lord in this place this morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your spirit. Yes, Lord. I thank you for, Lord, what you're able to say to your people today. And I pray that more would have ears to hear. More eyes would see. More hearts would be receptive, Lord, as you rebuke that which is false and of the enemy. That you would wake up us, your people, God, unto righteousness. That the, that the wake-up call would be unto righteousness. That we would look back to Calvary and see that great declaration of your righteousness, Lord God. That we would begin to hunger and thirst for your righteousness, man. We ask you to have your way, God. Have your way in these teachings, Lord, the services here, Lord, and even tonight, Lord, when Brother Larson yes, comes Lord. in, Lord, you would visit us tonight oh, yes, and in the morning, Lord. tomorrow night, and Sunday morning, yes, Lord. oh, with a tangible presence of who you are yes, and what you desire yes, to do Lord. as the mediator, yes, the one who comes to bring the privileges and the benefits of the great New Testament, New Covenant, in the shedding of your blood. Have your way, Lord. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. We love you. Until next Friday morning, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. See you then.